Blog Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world, where truth is rivaled with a lie, and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and I'm hoping you all having a wonderful night. I certainly am blessed in the Lord, blessed to be saved, blessed to be born again. I am pleased to come to you all tonight and have this floor and be able to talk with you about Bible prophecy. Because I love Bible prophecy. Um, It is the shouting blast that says that we are that generation that is coming back, uh, that we'll see Jesus Christ come back to the earth to take his kingdom and take the earth for himself. 
That is what it said in Daniel chapter 9, that it was the completion and the wrapping up of sin on the earth as the uh, dominant source of man's death. Uh, and, and Jesus has paid the price on the cross and has performed victory on that cross when he said it is finished. Tonight I want to look at uh, the mark of the beast. And this is not necessarily the mark. Uh, I want to get that straight, of course. Um, but how many of y'all saw the picture of the tattoo that was on the hand or on the uh, right arm of an individual? And uh, I got an article here, and it's from uh, National Post. And it was, and it got a lot of play, uh, a lot of uh, people coming to it to to see the little tattoo. And it, and it, and of course, a lot of the technology today is to help benefit society, make it faster, make it quicker, make it smoother. And remember, it said in Daniel chapter, I'm not so sure what chapter that is, chapter 11. Uh, I think it's chapter 11, chapter 11 or 12, and it says knowledge will go to and fro. I mean, knowledge will increase, both with the creation of things that make society go faster, smoother, quicker, and um, also, as we read further, we're going to find out the, the technology that holds men, hold men captive. We're going to find that out a little bit later um, during the course of the the series that I'm going to be doing on the Mark of the Beast technology. Uh, the ad, um, the, the article uh, talks about Star Trek and, and, and the familiarity of the the, the the sticker that goes on your skin, uh, how it is more like 22nd century type of stuff rather than 21st century. But um, the article of course, uh, I said it from National Post, and it is titled uh, "Futurist Tattoo Can Monitor Health Linked to You to um, the Web." It says uh, it's by Patricia Fontenot. Says you don't have to look like Star Trek Bogey to wear skin-mounted electronics. A team of scientists and engineers at the University of Illinois has develop a skin, a smart skin technology that can be used to connect wearers to the cyber world as easy as uh, a temporary tattoo. The smart skin can monitor your heart rate and brain waves, for example, or detect electric uh, activity and muscle contraction and send the signals to the computer. And I guess it's going to be used a lot of times in hospitals without sticking, and it goes on to say, without sticking any electrodes. So, you know, you go to the hospital, you get all those electrodes. I hate those things because if you got hair on your chest and pull, pull them off, it's gonna, they're going to hurt. But anyway, it, it, it stands, instead of having you to have to do all this stuff, um, uh, you just use that uh, chip or, or tattoo and that it work in its place. But the article goes on to say just a few centimeters wide and thinner than the skin of hair, the smart skin, and that's what they call it, would make monitoring people psychologically, psychological stress 
more comfortable and more accurate than using electrodes because it stays stuck to the skin and doesn't interfere with the wearer's movement and the research the researchers say. So, um, it's more for convenience. And a lot of these inventions um, that they're doing today, you see that one family? I'm going to play a little recording for y'all. The family... The family there was so eager to get the chip. It reminded me of um, it reminded me of watching the deep in the night. I'm gonna get that recording when she says, "I'll take the chip, I'll take the chip." You know, they're taking her up there to get her head chopped off, and she had a choice: either, you know, don't take the chip, or you know, do take the chip. And she, "I'll take the chip, I'll take the chip." I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, and it's gonna come to that point too, folks. We're going to have to make that decision uh, for uh, Christ or take the chip. Or some people are going to make the decision for taking a chip and not taking a chip because they want to be free. You know, because there is a movement out there. And I mean, I'm part of the movement a little bit where you want the freedom uh, that the Constitutional or the Founding Fathers gave us and all this hoopla. But I, I, I believe that a person needs to be free, uh, and they need to maintain that freedom by knowledge. That's Even that. the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That, that's in everything, folks. If you, if you don't know that you ain't supposed to be eating a lot of hamburgers, and it tastes good, mm, you know, the hamburgers taste really good, and you keep eating, you know, kids' obesity is getting really big these days, folks. So if the kid don't know without knowledge, they're gonna eventually affect. It's gonna affect them. And remember what the Bible says: you reap what you sow. Uh, what a man sows, so shall he reap. Well, anyway, I uh, got off track. Here's a uh, little clip, and we'll be right back. The story we're following: New Yorkers can now apply for the new enhanced driver's license. This was most on the mind as he stayed with the waiter. They've only been available for a couple of hours, but already more than 100 New Yorkers have applied for the new enhanced driver's license. Officials say that they'll make crossing borders like here at the Peacebridge safer and faster. Now, starting June 2009, federal law will require you to either have the enhanced driver's license or passport to enter into the U.S. from Canada, the Caribbean, or Bermuda. Now, the new enhanced driver's license has a special radio frequency check inside that will make it faster at the border crossing. Now, for a regular renewal, the enhanced license costs $80. That's $30 more than a regular license, but a passport costs more than $100. Now, a birth certificate will suffice at the border until June 2009, and it will always be accepted for children under 16. Now, it used to be that 8,000 forms of ID were accepted at the border, but come June, it, that number will only be six. But why should a traveler pick an enhanced license over a passport, a Nexus card, or a new passport card? Enhanced driver's license makes the most sense because it is a multiple use document. Again, citizenship, identity can be used for driving. It surpasses the other applications of all those other documents. And we encourage uh, residents uh, of the state of New York who are U.S. citizens to get them. You don't need to rush in today. Yes, it's an exciting day. It's September 16th. One of the first time you've lost to have one. I understand that. But you really don't need it until June of 2009. 
And once you apply for the enhanced driver's license, you should receive it in about two weeks. Now, when you go to the DMV to apply, you'll need to bring several forms of documentation. And so you're asked to go to the DMV's website or the Erie County Clerk's website to check out what those documents are. It'll make your time at the DMV a lot easier. We linked the Erie County Clerk's website to our website, WIBB.com. Reporting live at the Peace Bridge, Melissa Holmes, News 4 at noon. All right, thanks for the update on that, Melissa. Now, if you still have questions about these new licenses, we'll help you get them answered. Erie County Clerk, Kathy Hogle. So that was uh, a little bit of, uh, that's pretty old, but I'm uh, in the series I'm going to have much newer um, uh, segments and clips and cuts uh, that will illustrate what's going on and um, in, in the technology of making things convenient, convenient for the fellow humanity, which uh, when a man thinks he's free, uh, and he does not contest any restraints, he becomes a prisoner. But when a man knows he's free and he acts on that freedom by uh, giving himself knowledge about why he's free, he remains free. And, um, see, people think that Christianity places you in a bondage. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And when you become born again, you become free. Because you're not, a lot of people who, folks, a lot of people who uh, have alcohol problems, like myself in the past, you're a prisoner to that. You're even a prisoner to your own habits. So when Jesus says he'll set the captives free, he will set us free from yokes and bondages that will slow us down in the walk that we, we are to be walking for the Lord in these last days. Um, now, there are face scanning recognition uh, computers in <clears throat> London, and they're using those things, and they've been using them in football games like the Super Bowl. I remember a lot of hoopla about the last Super Bowl and the Super Bowl before that where they were using face scanning recognition technology. And um, it, it, it's amazing, folks, how um, how these uh, computers work. They work supersonic. I mean, I don't even have, there's no word for it. I don't have an article in front of me, but these computers work so fast and they're so accurate that they do make mistakes, but they're very accurate at picking things out. Now, there are computers now that are picking people uh, out who can be potential threats to uh, commit a crime in the future. Now, there are some things I want to get into a little bit later about bills that are being passed uh, like the Patriot Act, for instance, <clears throat> where people are potential. You, not even, the Patriot Act really don't cover this, but there's bills and legislation that even police officers are being trained to catch people before they commit a crime. Now, how could you commit? Now, is that going against the Constitution or what? Because you're proven innocent 
you're, you're proven innocent until you're proven guilty. So, you, oh, excuse me, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's what I meant to. So, in the military, you're guilty before you're proven innocent. But in the real, in the United States, in the, in the in America, for the last since it's been born, you're innocent until proven guilty or proven innocent. Now, let me go back to that little clip that we just played. Um, and it was talking more about national ID cards, <clears throat> and it was talking and it, and it talked about a chip being inside of the the, the card. And the military personnel have those because I have one, and that's no big deal. It's nothing to get scared about. But when the time comes, there'll be a world leader called the Antichrist will ask people to take well the false prophet. The Antichrist sidekick, which is the religious leader, will ask mankind to take a mark in their right hand or forehead. And what I want to do right now is I want to read uh, the Word of God. And it's Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. And he, the, the, the Antichrist and the false prophet, of course, is he, but it's talking about the Antichrist. And he calls of all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that have the mark on, or excuse me, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast, for it is. Uh, three, I'm going to go ahead and read it for it is the number of man, and his number is 603 score and 6. Now, I want to go back to verse 16 and read that again, and I want to read it slower. It says, if he calls us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in, in, in their right hand, or in their forehead. So the King James Version says in. Now, how deep is in? Now, let's not fool ourselves. <clears throat> now, actually, when you take a tattoo, it actually goes into your bloodstream. But is the tattoo in, deeply in? Like, for instance, I, I saw a picture of someone who took a chip it was the size of a grain of rice, radio frequency type of chip that was put in their arm, their family. Oh, we're so glad to take the mark. Oh, and then, you know, today's show, oh, here's a family to take the mark. I wish I would put that on record. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys hear that. It's, people were so happy to take this chip. And... Uh, I mean, and then today's show, they were showing, um, you know, people going to clubs. Yeah, I want to get into this club, man. You should go get the chip, man. It was faster, man. You can move through the line real quick, you know. I mean, come on, man. Groovy, dude. You know, come on, man. I mean, for real? I mean, <laughs> they don't know they're taking the mark right now, they don't. I mean, they ain't taking the mark. Because the mark of the beast is not... The mark of the beast until the middle of the tribulation period, and trust me, folks, you will know if you are, if you have any little bit of wisdom, 
you're going to know what the mark of the beast is. So, how many out there are seriously, seriously thinking, especially you post trippers and mid trippers? I don't. I have nothing against y'all, or pan trippers. Y'all pans out in the end. How many of y'all gonna take the mark? I mean, how many of y'all? Uh, does it? Does the Bible talk about? Especially right here, the verse I just read, Revelation thirteen, six, sixteen, verse sixteen and seventeen. Is there anything that follows in, in chapter in the rest of the, the chapter thirteen, or in chapter fourteen and fifteen and sixteen and seventeen, so forth and so on, that says he asked everybody to take the mark, but the Christians did not. For the people of God did not take it. Because they, you know, he's going to illustrate, he's going to tell you, hey, the church that I said in my Gospels that the gates of hell will not prevail against it did not take the mark. He would have said something where he he asked the both small and great, rich and poor, to take the mark, but the church did not. You know, sooner or later it's going to say that. But see, the word church is not mentioned anymore after chapter 6. And people have made the preacher rapture people as if we have some type of a disease, um, you know, mad cow disease, and we're walking around with three heads. I am a preacher rapture person, you know, scaring everybody. And oh, yeah, I'll take the mark. I'll take the mark. You know. Oh, please. I want to be in the tribulation period so bad, man, that I want to save. I want to preach the gospel to the ends of the world. And I'm going to be on a cloud like the angel that's supposed to be floating through the air. She's, she, I mean, he, he's going to pass by me, and he's going to say, good job, Christian. Oh, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm Billy Dwight Sue's job. <laughs> I'm preaching the gospel. Praise the Lord. Come on, come on out of here. Come on, come on. Come on out of here. Come on. Come on out of here. You know, I mean, where's your protection, Chief? You better get in the house for some before one of the meteors hit you in the head and make some sense out of you. Very catastrophic. I don't want to be no superhero. God gave me all the ammunition he gave me when he told me to walk in the spirit, walk in Jesus. Jesus Jesus is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't need to be a superhero. Jesus has already done that on the cross. You know of all those superhero shows that just came out, Iron Man, Superman, or Iron Man and Captain America and Green Lantern, of course they're trying to get us ready for the Antichrist. I went and saw all of them. And all I kinda of thought about during the course of watching the movies is, hey, they're getting people ready for the Antichrist. They're they looking for a superhero. And you notice in the news, you notice in the news, they're starting to beg for a leader. Steve, God or Satan, we'll take him. Who said that? I forgot. I'll tell you all next show. But they are looking for a leader. Starting to, they're starting to echo it out. You know, because of the, you know, triple A rating has been dropped and now it's double A and now the American economy is starting to crash and and the world economy is crashing and all these things are going to happen. Now, folks, hear me out here. 
I'm not making a prediction, but I believe from watching a lot of Christians on Facebook and and, and blog talk, well, the true Christians on blog talk, and um, and, and uh, YouTube, and listening to a lot of the comments, I, feel, I see a tenderness. I see a tenderness in some of the Christians who we can just identify. You say, well, all pre-tribbers are the real true Christians. No, but I'm saying... It's, 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 it's like music when you watch all these comments of different Christians who want their Lord to come. And, and, and we are strangers here. And the Bible even calls us, uh, we are peculiar people. And we are going to be considered weird because we want the Lord to come. And when people say, well, you want, do you think it's an escape mechanism? God is not going to take you out of here. He's just going to, who do you think is going to do is push you out of here? Yeah, please. Pretty please. I don't want to be your hero. Who said that? Miles Rockley. I don't want to be your hero. I don't want to be, I mean, I'm, we're going to do what we got to do and preach the gospel. And when that last, what say in Romans, when that last Gentile, when the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, that day of the Lord will come. And see, God loves you. And I'm not talking about no uh, get-rich-quick gospel. I'm talking about the truth. But God loves you so much. He loves you so much that he would not leave you the way you are. And I get tired of this Christianity where people get saved and they want to stay the way they are. And you can't tell them nothing. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. God has come to set the captives free. He has come to set you free from bondages of alcohol, bondages of drugs, Bondages of pornography, bondages of sexual addiction, bondages of fornication, adultery. He's come to set you free, my friend. How do you get saved? How do you become born again? What Jesus said in John 3, 3, you must be born again. That means that I have to go back in my mom's room and come back out. That's the question that uh, Nicodemus asked. He says, you must be born of spirit. He said to the lady at the well, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. But to, to make it easier for a lot of people out there, you must love the Jesus gave the answer, and it was the strongest answer he he could have gave. If if you didn't, if you were on a deserted island and you lost the Bible, and you didn't have a Bible, you just had a few pages. But one particular page you had was uh, what Jesus said to the disciples. He said to the he said to the individual who came up to him. He said, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul." And the second one, so I can love your neighbors yourself. Folks, we have to put Jesus first in our lives. We have to obey what he's saying. Oh, you mean you have to keep the Ten Commandments? No, you have to obey what he's saying. And yes, the Ten Commandments are 
still here. Because if you read the surface of the Ten Commandments, Jesus said, whoever looks upon a woman to lust her, you can't keep that. But here's the deal. Jesus paid the penalty on the cross for you. But we need to, Jesus said, whoever keeps my commandments is truly my disciple. We must love the Lord and put the Lord first in our lives. He must be priority in our lives. We must walk the way he walked. We must obey his word. We must live as if we were child, children of the Most High God. We can't just have Jesus a second or 15th in our lives or in the medium. Jesus must be first in our lives. If he's first, you say, I can't put my boyfriend first. You, first of all, don't be living with your boyfriend. Get out, get out while you can. Red alert, red alert. I'll take the mark. Silly women, captain. <laughs> silly women's captain watching TVN. Ain't nothing wrong with TVN, 100%. They got some good shows on there. Uh, <laughs> they got some good shows on there. I catch some nice movies on there. I catch some specials. Eat the meat and spit out the bone. I have nothing against TVN, folks. I'm just saying, man. I get tired of hearing all that this rubbish about, you know, God is going to, yeah, he's going to bless. He's blessed me, folks. He's taking care of me. I don't believe that the prosperity, I don't believe prosperity should be the focus of the gospel. I just don't believe that. But what I do believe is that Jesus Christ must be first, and he must be the focus, and he must be the circumference of your, your world. Because there are some girls out there, some guys out there who in high school have met a girl and all these I I was like that. What was her name? Stacy. She had the same name as my sister. Man, I was infatuated by this girl. I thought this girl broke up with me, man. I I was thinking about this I was just broken hearted. That's how we have to be with Jesus. When we upset him or when we break when we when we sin willfully sin we have to bring it to the cross. What did it say in First John nine? What did it say in First John eight? First oh, uh, John, first chapter, verse eight it says, "If a man says he sin and he does not sin, he makes God a liar." What did it say in the following verse nine? It says, "He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and our trespasses." Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask him to be the Lord of your life, but he must be the circumference of your life. Those addictions, put, trust him with the addictions that you have. Trust him. Trust the Lord with the addictions that you have. And, and folks, I'm going to cover this in some future shows. A good person does not go to heaven unless they had Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the best good person you can ever find. They need Jesus because in our bloodstream and our DNA is sin. But I hope y'all have a wonderful evening. I hope y'all are blessed, and I hope some of the people who are listening to these archives will hear what I had to say tonight. But God richly bless y'all. 
peace, understand that the Lord is coming soon. God bless. Love Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everyone, and God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio broadcast. And we have a special guest for you today, James Sunquist, and we are going to be talking about the Antichrist, uh, the nation of Israel, the war that will be fought against Israel. And we will also be talking about the Muslim Jesus versus the Christian Jesus. So we'll be bringing our guest on in a few minutes. Um, I just wanted to uh, let you know that we do have a website, and our website is propheticnews.com. We also have a YouTube channel, and our YouTube channel is Jonah. For Tom 48, and there's some very interesting videos there for you. Uh, we also uh, will be playing our program on Monday evening on the Prophecy Zone Network. So if you want to check that out, that's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be coming to you live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the last few weeks we did have some tef- technical problems, so hopefully we are, we're going to uh, get that all straightened out so that uh, we can continue to bring you these great broadcasts. So I just want to uh, mention to you today, uh, I want to make it a point to try to mention it every week so that we can get the word out about the vaccinations and uh, many people don't know this. I know they don't know it because I don't hear enough people talking about it. I think it's one of the biggest travesties of our day is the fact that most childhood vaccines that are given to babies and even some that are given to adults have aborted babies as one of the ingredients. So um, I think that You need to know that. You need to tell your friends. You need to um, not vaccinate your child with a product that contains an aborted baby. Uh, We wonder why there's so much autism. Uh, It's a plague of autism, brain damage, and uh, it's no wonder because of the ingredients that are contained 
in a vaccination. There are alternatives, um, but make sure that when you get a vaccination or um, for yourself or your child that you ask to see the ingredient list. And if it says human diploid cell lines, then you know that it came from an aborted baby and you certainly don't want to inject yourself or your child with such an ingredient. Um, also, you can go to my website, propheticnews.com. I have a link to a list of vaccinations and the ingredients they contain. Also, uh, if you do a search, vaccines from abortion, you can find that information. It's readily available. I, I wonder why it's not talked about. It's a dirty little secret, but I'm trying to do my part to get the secret out. So uh, we'll be bringing our guest on now, our guest, James Sunquist. Also, I want to let you know that this is a live call-in show today. If you'd like to call in, the number is 914-338-1638. And we also have a chat room that's open, and I will be checking the chat room during the program. So I'm bringing my guest on again. Hi, James. Well, hello, Susan. Great to be back with you again. Uh, are we going to have a Circus Maximus uh, Saturday Night Live comedy uh, this week? That's about what it was, I'm telling you. That's uh, about what it was. I, oh, dear. Skype isn't out to get you. Uh, at some point, uh, it worked very nicely in terms of sound, didn't you think, at least? Oh, I thought that we sounded great, but when I went to listen back to it, you couldn't hear you at all. Oh, that's too bad. I don't and know this, how that happened. And your friend that called in, uh, he was frustrated, too. Uh, did he ever come back? <laughs> yeah, he came <laughs> He came back and finished the program. But it, when we were talking to each other, it sounded beautiful. The sound was so perfect. And then... Uh, he was telling me that he couldn't hear you, so then when I went back after and listened, no, you couldn't hear you. And uh, so I, I will have to iron out, uh, I'll have to get somebody to do some tests with me about with the Skype so we see if we can get it right, because I thought, wow, this sounds so clear and beautiful, but it didn't, it didn't turn out that way, the end product, but... Uh, anyway, I didn't have any problems getting on today. I didn't have any problems getting you on, so uh, it looks like it's good going here. From that's that's great. Uh, well, I I uh, I thought I was supposed to call it five after, maybe earlier, but I just happened to catch your uh, discussion about abortion and um, inoculations or something. Yeah. Can you get, just give me a brief sentence or two, because I think I have something for you uh, to tell you. That isn't what you wanted to talk about today, but I thought we could do Yeah, we can talk about it. I I, um, I feel very strongly about this subject, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it in every broadcast. In a few broadcasts, I missed talking about it, but um, one of the ingredients in vaccinations it's in almost all of the childhood vaccinations there's very few that don't contain the aborted baby cell line 
um, on the packaging it says uh, human diploid cell line. So the um, they did it in the 60s. They took some cells from an aborted baby, and they use it in um, most of the vaccinations, even some of the flu vaccines. Uh, it's a dirty little secret that isn't out there, but when I tried to get the information out, uh, I called the 700 Club, I called TBN, I called Rod Parsley. I don't know how many times I called Rod Parsley and sent him letters and talked to his school principal. And they, these people all claim to be pro-life. John Hagee, uh, Daystar Network, uh, they make a big deal about pro-life, but yet not one of them would talk about this. And I found it shocking. Wow, well... I'm sure, you have probably done a few shows on the subject of, of abortion, haven't you, Susan? I haven't done. I uh, know I haven't done. I don't think I've done any shows on the on the total subject of abortion. I need to, but I I wanted to uh, do a program. I was trying to bring on. I had emailed a man. I think his name is Olmstead. I don't know if it's Daniel Olmstead. But he actually did a study of the Amish people, and they do not vaccinate their children, and there was no autism found, according wow. to his study. Yes, no autism found in never vaccinated Amish children. So, wow. And there are some scientific studies out there that have been done linking autism and ADHD to the vaccines. You can see that there's been a steady climb in this um, brain damage in children since uh, probably if people cared to do the research to see the charts when they first made abortion illegal and they started using these human diploid cell lines. There's a lot of it attributed to the change in nutrition and the and the fact that your the children are eating the steroids that are fed to animals, you know, yeah. steroids for athletic reasons, sometimes yeah. illegally, uh, but they forget that the kind of thing that's being fed to animals that we eat later. That's true. I mean, a lot of it has, of course, they're not going to link it. Uh, they're not going to tell you the truth. I called Sean Hannity. I called uh, Bill O'Reilly. I called... I, I wrote to uh, Anderson Cooper because they did a um, – uh, they were trying to really make this English doctor a villain. He had he had done a study himself about the MMR vaccine damaging children and causing autism. So it was his finding, and then uh, I guess the vaccine manufacturers were upset, so – they took away his license to practice medicine. I think they they basically tried to kick him out of the UK. And then they a few months ago they did a big thing about him on all the big channels, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, and they were all bad mouthing him and and uh, trying to say that his claims were foolishness and there was nothing. Uh, damaging about vaccinations. Well, not, uh, they tell you about the mercury and they tell you about the aluminum, but I have never heard one n- news commentator or, or uh, 
ministry in this country ever tell people what is really in a vaccine? Uh, there's an aborted baby in a vaccine, and you're injecting your child with this thing. And uh, then you wonder why your child goes crazy, why it has brain damage. Uh, we're not supposed to be injecting human beings with dead people. <laughs> you know, well, and let, let us not even get into the <laughs> effects of psychotropic drugs um, that are given to everyone from people that suffering, uh, uh, well, they're really morally suffering because they're convicted, but nevertheless they perceive that they're suffering from having had an abortion. And so they go and they get these diagnoses that then then lead to uh, medication of some form of psychotropic drug to help them with their stress management after what they did what they did. But uh, we don't even know the impact in the down... um, of uh, the long-term impact of psychotropic drugs, let alone what it's going to pass on to your children if you took them. Uh, sure. I tell you this firsthand uh, from friends and relatives um, that were given psychotropic drugs. One uh, tried to, and this is well documented. If you go to ADHD fraud, uh, they have all the documentation on all the attempted suicides of people taking psychotropic drugs, and uh, and I know firsthand that a, a relative that uh, tried to take his life after he started um, taking them, and these drugs uh, also can turn you into a zombie. Uh, yeah. The growth of little little children, um, uh, babies, or when they start giving them, uh, you know, when you're growing up, there, uh, there's a train load of problems to go on and on, um, but on the the pro-life and the abortion question, it's going to become an increasingly political, if not prophetic, issue uh, as the election comes about because of with Obama being able to, were he to, even before his term expires, were he to nominate another Supreme Court justice, uh, and if he gets another turn, it could be another term of office. He could appoint uh, even more uh, yeah. to put the 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 right to life back, set it back, uh, maybe forever until the Lord returns. So oh, it's sure. a major issue. Uh, it's a major to, issue. It's a major issue. But I found that it, it's even a political issue in the church because I couldn't believe that Rod Parsley's son. Uh, I mean, I'm not endorsing Rod Parsley's ministry, but I, I thought, well, he's he's got a program where he could talk about these kind of things, and he gets more uh, more listeners than I do. So uh, his son actually did get uh, a form of autism when he was about two, so he knows firsthand the devastation. And I couldn't believe that after calling, of course you can't ever talk to Rod, so I called his school principal, I... I uh, I I saw a man that was on his TV program, and I called the man that was on his TV program and said, could you please give this information to Rod, because I was emailing him. I sent him packages, priority mail. I thought if anybody should be talking about it, it should be him, but he never mentioned it one time. Now, which vaccinations are you alarmed about uh, that have the, the, I guess it's the, 
the stem cells from, from infants they stick in there? Is that what they use? Yeah, they're using the cells from aborted babies into the vaccines. And it's most of them. It's almost every single one. Now, there's not even one chickenpox vaccine that doesn't have it. It's wow. a shingles vaccine. There's a flu vaccine that has it. There's, um, I think, the MMR itself. And that was the one that the doctor from England was especially concerned about. Of course, he never talked about the fact that they were using uh, fetal cell lines uh, mm. in the vaccines. But he did say there was a link to autism in vaccines. So they basically disgraced him. And like I said, they took away his medical license. And then they did this massive propaganda campaign a couple months ago about, well, there is no link to autism and vaccinations, but there definitely is. And uh, so I, I try to mention it. I'm going to try to do it every program to mention it, and I will be doing some programs about it. But I wanted to bring on, especially this man, Daniel Olmsted, that did the study about no no autism found in Amish children because they were never vaccinated. That would be uh, a really good show. Uh, I'm hoping on another front that you'll have Marsha West uh, She has been writing, and I've corresponded with her. It's on a slightly different topic, but I didn't want to forget to tell you at least. Okay. Um, And she has a a publication uh, called the EM Brigade, and I can connect you with her. Just a little sidebar, uh, Susan. Okay. Back to the pro-life abortion uh, question, Uh, I was just finishing a color slide show that has a song on it that was written to publish a book by, to help promote a book by John Anderson, who was a pastor uh, for 25 or 30 years, and he's traveled around the world, and it's one of his themes, and she... uh, I produced the song that she sang from the poem that was written by a lady in in New Zealand. And the poem is called Cry of the Children. And I just, my wife is still uh, proofing this, uh, and we're going to soon post it on our site as well as on YouTube. But I thought I could read the slides to you um, if you're okay to get a little preview. Yeah. Um, I'll just click them through one at a time. Cry of the Children, a song of appeal from a billion-voice choir, which includes 46 million male and female unborn aborted babies worldwide per year, 1.37 million unborn aborted babies in the United States per year, who will never have a birth certificate, and the letters addressed to, and the song to President Barack Obama, who does have a birth certificate, or does he? Maybe. And <laughs> I don't think he's got one. <laughs> we haven't seen it. I don't know why you want to hide your birth certificate. If you birth certificate, if you have one, that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, 
And it's also to Planned Parenthood, Obama's partner, to members of Congress, Obama's partner, to the United Nations, to physicians, hospitals, clinics who perform abortions, pharmaceutical companies, eugenicists, selective breeders, population controllers, and all people who promote and fund them, and all people who participate in, in an abortion, and everyone who believes in equal rights for women, and everyone who believes in equal rights for unborn women. Um, and then there's a, a, a slide of an ultrasound uh, picture of a 12-week-old fetus, and we have a slide of a, an abortion, and it's a, a relief that's done by uh, depicting a demon inducing an abortion by pounding it the abdomen with a, a, a pestle, you know, like with a mortar and pestle. Yeah. And the poem is written... I'm reading the poem, but it's actually a song, and you'll hear the song when it's posted um, by Teresa Goodwin. A cry has gone out to the sons of men, a cry from the throne of God. What have you done with my little ones? Where have they gone? I hear the cry of the child, the cry of a million children. I created the beauty on their faces. Now all I see is pain. I created the beauty on their faces, and all I see is pain. Come up here, you men and women. What is on your hands? The color of crimson. You spread death throughout the land. You have taken the right to live. Do you realize what you have done? Many a child of blessing has never seen the sun. Yes, they will live with me. They will live forevermore. And before you they shall stand on the day of judgment to condemn you, sinful man. So arise you who would repent of this sin, and I'll forgive you, and I will turn aside, Turn, um, and you will turn aside, for the cry of the children has come to my ears, and my face from them I will not hide. And then I quote Jeremiah before the, I, I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah 1.5 For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Psalm 139.13 And then I quote the Apostle John. If anyone has material possessions and sees his or her brother or unborn brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in him? John 1, 3.17, and I inserted the parentheses to refer to the unborn. Um, and and I have a link to the my article, Barack Obama, High Priest of Molech and Darwin. And I have the documentation to prove that this is how many abortions, but I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, Susan, uh, that there's at least been a billion. Yeah. Isn't that staggering? Yeah, that's staggering. That's basically about the population of India. or I can't remember, but it's India's right up there. Uh, yeah. Entirely vaporized. Uh, well, it has it has a lot to do with uh, the whole Antichrist system, and uh, it, it's a matter for the church really to uh, 
get the word out and uh, to change people's hearts because once you have a heart change and become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and give your life to Jesus, then uh, you wouldn't be doing these things. Uh, you would see when when God takes the blinders off, then you see. But um, the Bible says in First uh, John 2.18, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. First John 2.22, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And uh, James, last week when we were talking, and I, I thought one of the things that you mentioned that was so interesting was that during World War II, during uh, the Holocaust, that uh, actually Hitler was in cahoots with a Muslim leader to uh, help exterminate the Jews. Would you go into that a little bit? That is absolutely correct. The the Muslim leader is the was the uh, the Mufti, the Grand Mufti of Damascus in Syria, and. And you can go on Google and you can search and see. Anybody can find the photos with the pictures with him sitting with Hitler and other Nazi leaders. And his job basically was to carry out the final solution for the Jews, but basically in throughout the Balkans uh, and the Mideast, uh and so that was his role. And even today, a well-known, respected Islamic leader has been preaching and shouting. I heard this on, uh, on the news. Uh, and getting the, the, these millions of followers that he has, that, that we need to complete the job that Hitler began. Really? And he really should have added what the high ground mufti of Jerusalem uh, was had already been doing. So was the grand mufti of Jerusalem during World I mean, War II. a grand mufti of Damascus, not Jerusalem. Of Damascus. Uh, you know, I have okay. to... That's a... Now, once in a while I have... I draw a blank uh, and get mixed up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I uh, learned about this from um, from um, my friend Walid Shubat, who was a he was a Palestinian. He was a terrorist. He was a Muslim, and he was born in Bethlehem. Wow. Um, became a Christian. Uh huh. Um, and it, it, it in fact it was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem. Not not uh, Damascus. Okay, so uh, if people uh, wanted make, to do the search, they could put in the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem from World War Two. Yeah, and his name, uh, I'll spell it: H A J, and then space A M I N, space A L dash H U S S E I N I, Husseini. 
Um, okay. And he was the really the he was the architect of the Holocaust for the well, this is a little bit of a stretch, but uh, for lack of a better term, the eastern half of the Roman Empire. <laughs> now, why why were they? Uh, why was he so interested in uh, participating in the Holocaust? What was the reason, the political reason behind it? Do you think? Well, there, his reasons were different than Hitler's, except on some levels uh, they are similar, because Islam teaches that. Jews are monkeys and apes, whereas Hitler believes they were just descended from them. Um, and Hitler believed in evolution, of course, and he was trying to help evolution along by, by through selective breeding, eugenics, etc., in order to, to create the master race. And he considered the Jews way down the, the totem pole, and they were... Uh, needed to be exterminated, and as you know, the eugenics didn't get started in in Europe. It went there. It was started in the United States, and Margaret Sanger was a chief proponent of it, and he oh. believed in the extermination of the of the Negroid race. Uh, oh. That's why it's, uh, she founded Planned Parenthood, and that's why it's so ironic that uh, Barack Obama, a black, he's really half black, uh, yeah. President of the United States, a president who is one of the chief uh, proponents and crusaders for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Uh, but that whole idea of selective breeding and population control, eugenics, and uh, uh, started, got its toehold in the United States, in great part to her, but she wasn't the only one. And then it got picked up on in Germany, and then they used it as part of their uh, theology, if you want to call it theology, in building the, uh, doing all this experimentation that they did, you know, the, uh, what was the, the Brothers from Brazil, or that guy, the, this whole idea. Oh, yeah, of, that was a good movie. And <clears throat> so that, the, 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 the Muslim position in the end times, and of course in my Islamic Jesus versus Biblical Jesus, I make it a point to to make uh, go through all of the Hadith scriptures and the Quran scriptures that describe who uh, their version of Jesus, whom they call Isa, I-S-A, versus the Biblical. Uh, and the eschatology of Islam requires the ultimate extermination of of Jews and then ultimately Christians or anyone that won't convert. Um, I can't help but wonder what the, they would think and do with a Jew that actually converted and became a Muslim. I wonder if any did. Uh, good question. I'll have to ask uh, my friend. Yeah, that would be interesting. But why... Um for the religious reason, they believe that, that the Jews uh, do not have the... They've forfeited their right to all the blessings and, and the land of Palestine. Uh, 
Either they, they forfeited well, what it. what is the land of Palestine? Do the they consider so, the land of Palestine current-day current Israel? Yes. Okay. Uh, it uh, historically was known as Palestine, uh, thanks to the Romans. Uh, before, Did that happen after, after Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D.? Did it when did that happen? When did it become Palestine? Um, yeah, soon after that. Um, yes, that's about uh, right. I don't have the exact date, I, but it would be that's about the right time. So it's and of course the Bible talks about Jerusalem will be trodden under the foot of the Gentiles till the, the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Uh, but so it actually was known historically, Israel then after. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D. It was actually known as Palestine? Yes. Okay. And so who who, who lived there, basically? Did, did the Jews continue to live there, or did they... There was always to... a remnant of Jews that have lived there since the, uh, the destruction of the temple, but most of them either fled in, in, in the ongoing diaspora, dispersion of the Jews... But it wasn't the first dispersion of the Jews. The Babylonian captivities was responsible for a, a lot of them being scattered. When the Apostle yeah. Paul went around uh, preaching the gospel, the first place he would go would be to a synagogue in any city in the Roman Empire. Uh, and those synagogues were started because the Jews that had been dispersed uh, either were taken away as slaves or they just fled and they ended up there. Uh -huh. uh, and that's where you ultimately ended up with uh, the ghettos in Eastern Europe, and uh, that were they didn't have a problem finding who the Jews were. I, I have a Jewish student, guitar student, and uh, uh, I said it's amazing when somebody said, "Well, you can't tell who a Jew is in order for them to have the land," um, and his response was, "What well, should be pretty easy, just find who's circumcised." Yeah, that's changed now because lots of Gentiles are circumcised. But it, historically, though, that it was, and, and it was what God did to mark them and separate them from the, the Gentiles. So it was just not just a spiritual sign; it was a physical sign of, uh, and they they would tend to to stay together where other cultures would not be as bound. Uh, now, where in the um, where in the Quran does it is it actually in the Quran that they say that Jews are monkeys? Well, I'll see if I can get a quote for you while we're we're talking. Yeah. Um, but in any case, that's very interesting. So then uh, I want to get in at, when you find that quote. Then I want to get into how did the nation of Israel then come back into being? Was it the Balfour doctrine, or how then did Israel get, come back to the Jews. Well, it it, it took an, an an actual fiat or the the ruling of the United Nations. It was the when the Jews were fleeing from the Third Reich and the war was over. Uh, it the, they, there was always this yearning for the, this homeland, but it it just went into high gear when they were fleeing and they had no place to go so they set up the uh, the land part of it in Israel and they partitioned it off and they 
they created Jordan, they created all these. Uh, uh, see, one of the declarations was back in 1922, I think. Um, and then, uh, but it was effectively in 1947, as you know, or 48, I mean, I was born in 47, um, that in 1948 that the nation was actually established uh, and the United, the United Nations voted and they created the state. Uh, and as soon as they created it, though, the, it was, war began because the Arabs and the Muslims didn't want them in the land. And and part of why the, the Muslims don't want them, the Jews, to have the Zionist state, as they call it, the land of Israel isn't just uh, a religious issue. It's Islam. It's an Islam issue. Anytime Islam conquers any piece of land on the earth, then it irrevocably belongs to Islam. Even right. if taken over by somebody else, it rightfully belongs to them. And that's something that they it, they don't even need a suicide bomber in order to hold that belief. Uh, that's a thing that's in their own doctrine. So. Uh, they they have to get that land back because it's it's stolen from Muslims, but no, they I also see. want it back because they believe it just belongs to the to the Arabs. Well, they, uh, they who, believe that who, who took it? Muhammad was it belonged to the Jews, of, and then how did it how did it get? You know, how did they? It didn't belong to them in the first place. Well, that land also originally belonged to the the Canaanites. Um, who were descendants of Ham's second son, Canaan. That's how we get Canaanites. Yeah. And they split into a whole lot of uh, parasites, Jebusites, a whole bunch of ites. In fact, yeah, um, Jerusalem was not called Jerusalem in the t at that time. It was, it was called J-E-B-U, Jebu, because and that's where we get Jebusites. So they yeah. held that city that Joshua ultimately conquered. Uh and so the land was were, were 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 totally pagans and and believed in, in Molech and all these other gods and yeah. male, sacrificing children. And you know the story. It sounds sounds familiar. But Islam, uh, the Arabs and Muslims believe that Muhammad was descended from Ishmael. Um, yeah, they believe the promise came through him, not through um, through Isaac. So they don't believe that Abraham that uh do they believe that uh Abraham's son was Isaac? Or they uh, don't believe they, believe they don't believe that Isaac and Ishmael were half, were half brothers? They believe all that. They believe the the Jewish descendants, but they just believe that that they, the the promise really comes down through through uh uh through Ishmael. Oh, not through any of the uh, of the other uh, Abraham's uh, sons, but the Bible's really clear that the that the uh, the slave woman, the bond woman Hagar, that the promise would not go through uh, that line. Now right. they would end up becoming twelve nations in that area, but they would not yeah. get the promised land or the promises ultimately through which the Messiah came. Um, so you have a major problem of lineage and genealogy as to where the Messiah would come. And now, in the end, Islam believes in the, this 
Mahdi, some believe he's actually on the earth, who's going to be the Messiah. So the whole eschatology is coming to a head. So you have a billion people uh, basically believing uh, in a Messiah that is not Jesus. They believe in Jesus as a prophet, and they believe he's going to have a role in the last days. But I make a comparison distinction on uh, this Islamic Jesus versus biblical Jesus. Uh, and so, even today, I well, a couple of days ago, I got a I get the uh, Jerusalem prayer team letter, um, and they were uh, from. I don't know if you've ever heard of of Michael Evans, uh, but he has the Jerusalem prayer team newsletter. Yeah, keeps. I get it from other sources too, but he keeps me posted on what's going on, and I have friends that are missionaries in Israel as well. Yeah. Um, but just recently, you wanted to know how does this have to do with what's going on in, in Egypt, Libya, and, and uh, the the present situation, why is it a threat to Israel, et cetera. Yeah. Um, we talked about that in this non-existent program that we did last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll be very, you'll be very happy if you heard it that it was non-existent, even though it was a great conversation, <laughs> but nobody could hear you.